Honest, uninhibited, and edgy conversation about that topic that men and women think about several times every day. This is Denitza After Dark, iHub Radio's sensual, frisky, and transformational forum for all things love, sex, and relationships. Live from Palm Springs, here's Denitza. Good evening, everyone. I'm here from beautiful Palm Springs, California. Nice and overcast. Some chilly weather, right, right, uh, Alex? I love it. I I know you do. (laughs) Well, you must love it. I... You know, I'm in the studio, and you had a little thermos of hot cocoa, and I guess you made some chocolate chip cookies. Make is a loose. Okay, loose so you put <laughs> homemade. Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. Well, I mean, uh, that I, was a stretch. It, that, was that a stretch? It, out of a box into my oven. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's homemade. Well, then yes, well, homemade. Well, thank you for putting <laughs> us into the Christmas cheer. I mean, thank you for the hot cocoa and the and the cookies. That's amazing. So, um, you ready for Christmas? I, I personally love Christmas, but no, I'm not ready. Oh, I don't think anybody's ready for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas can be a very stressful time of the year. And uh, you mix that in with my favorite topic of sex and, you know, it's a done deal. So, you know, jumping right into I our... I think Christmas is sexy. It is sexy. You wearing anything sexy for Christmas, Alex? No, I usually wear a turtleneck, actually. Wow, that's so <laughs> sexy. A.K.A. Steve Jobs. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty traditional with me. It's a red one. <laughs> Tis the season. Okay, there it's go. not black. It's I not corporate America. Tis know. the season. So, um, jumping right on uh, into things, and you know, again, you know, Merry Christmas and uh, happy, happy holidays, happy holidays, and uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the different uh, seasons, denominations, denominations <laughs> across yeah. the world. That we all have one thing in common, and that it would be sex, right, Alex? That would be sex. And so, because... I, <laughs> right? Okay. okay. It all comes back to It that. all comes back Especially to sex. Especially with you. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. So, um, did some reading this week. And, uh, you know, everybody has their own definition of what a normal couple should be having. Uh, a normal couple and sex and how long um, those sexual sessions should should be. And uh, who's having them and what's really going on. So, uh you know, the latest info has been the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Reproduction, and uh, Gender. And what, you know, what age group do you think is having the most sex right now? I mean, it has to be the young kids, right? Right. They're, just... they're going at it like rabbits. Well, you know, when you're young, you don't have much to think about, you know, so. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, um. Um, I don't know. When I was young, and I was thinking about sex. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't have bills. I mean, technically, I mean, you right. maybe you do, but you don't think about life's things. Don't wear you out. Well, the age bracket, and you're correct. The age bracket is between 18 and 29. They're having sex, 112 sex sessions per year, which means they're having sex about twice per week. Kudos to them. Kudos to I them. Mean, kudos to them. Um. 30 to 39-year-olds are having sex 86 times per year, which is 1.6 times per week. So I thought, 1.6, does that mean you're pulling out at the 0.6 oh mark? God, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> what does it mean? Since it means that, that some weeks you have more than others. And oh, that, that's just the out. average. Oh, I, yeah. I wanted to oh incorporate it my way and think, oh, that was a half pullout. That was a quickie. <laughs> that was a... Maybe a masturbation thrown in the middle of that. Who knows what it could have been? Only right? you would equate like 
Well, I didn't want to <laughs> take the national average of between a 30 and 39-year-old. So 86 times per week. But then there's a significant drop between the 40 to 49-year-olds. And honestly, the, the, what I thought was really humorous was the study didn't go past the age of 49. Well, that sucks. I know, right? Because I just turned 50. Because <gasps> I think it, it goes back up. You think so? I hope so. You hope so. Okay. Well, we're going to see if that pendulum swings. <laughs> it should. But it actually should. It should. It should. But... Um, between 40 and 49 years old, uh, it's 69 times per year. Mm. Yeah, 69. So would that be a less than 1.0? Yeah. About so, about maybe 0.9? So comparison <laughs> with unhappiness <laughs> at that age group. <laughs> so, and, there, and, and the reason those numbers are declining is, you're right, family obligation, um, daily stresses, worries, uh, increase in health issues. Mm. So um, you're, we're seeing a drastic decrease in sexual sessions. Then let's talk about how long these sex sessions are lasting. So the, this was all done at the Kinsey Institute. And, you know, science can be somewhat swayed and, right. and somewhat biased in, in regards. So um, they came up with, um, what, what do you think the average session on how on lovemaking should last, or their numbers at least. That should or not does? should. Let's not do should because that's a whole different ballpark, girlfriend. But but um, how long this scientific fifteen study? minutes? Fifteen minutes. You're super high. Am <laughs> I? Yeah. Want another really? guess? Three minutes. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Wham Pam, thank you, man. Just get it done. Wow. You said I was way in up. your turtleneck, your red turtleneck. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> We don't talk about me, remember? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You just went from 15 to 3. That's a huge decline. Okay. No, the, um, the Institute came up with a 5.4 minutes. That's ridiculous. I, I, I thought that was a stretch. But That's ridiculous. Okay. What's that uh, store that has the button? Isn't it Staples? Yes. Okay. And the button says... I don't know. Stop or, Stop or I don't know. Some I I, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. I just know it's a big red button. And everybody yeah. hits it. Well, that's what this study did too. Okay. They had a big button, and they measured from the time the um, of penis penetration to the time of ejaculation. So it it was the male uh, performance and physical that they were actually measuring. Okay. So um, the button says easy. By the way. Oh, it says easy. <laughs> Maybe at 5.4 it was easy for him. I don't know what to tell you. Easy. Oh easy. Beep, 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 beep. Easy. Right? That's so, five. Really? But they measured it. I mean, think about that. So the, only, the, the study measured the male performance. And the male performance was penile penetration. So the penis entering the vagina and then him having it, the ejaculation. So I don't know if the woman had an orgasm. <laughs> um, at five point four, I highly I doubt, doubt it. it. <laughs> right? I, it. I think she was just kind of getting warmed up. <laughs> so we're talking how long should should sex last? Well, okay, until so she freaking has an orgasm, <laughs> until she you. comes. Isn't that like shouldn't the measurement end there? Well, shouldn't that shouldn't that should that end? <laughs> Maybe she wasn't close to the button. I don't know. <laughs> She couldn't reach the easy button. <laughs> she wasn't easily climaxing. I don't know what to tell you. How? Oh, it had to be. I mean, it had to be a man doing the measurement because it's it's like so. It 
so the completion of the sex act ends when the male he came is done ejaculation stop he came but that doesn't make any sense because it's not done well in their book it was the button was hit mm, well, so um that's why i'm done with men but <laughs> it's, it's stupid it's sorry i can you, say th- stupid because i'm, you, I'm not the you. doctor in this thank office, you thank you i think that's stupid okay so um when they measured this oh it gets even interesting much more interesting so they started at 33 seconds and some people lasted 44 minutes so the 5.4 is the medium time. Somebody actually hit the button in 33 seconds. That means he was in and out of that vagina in 33 seconds. I think it's my friend's husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your friend needs a new husband. Yes, she does. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and then there was another. No, there was another. Uh, so, And then the, the longest was 44 minutes. So they took... A lot of the average, which means most of the average was anywhere in the 20 minutes. Of 44 mm. was like really a lengthy period of time. But the medium time was 5.4 minutes. So that should tell you, it, I mean, that, that in a nutshell should tell you as a, as a female, we're still not getting a lot of that sexual satisfaction. No way. No way. No not, way. At, not at that. It's physically impossible. Okay, so let's take it a step further. Okay. Okay. So they also they also um, had some um, the back end of this study was well, what happens if you're not having sex? What are some of the repercussions if you're not having sex? And one of them was if you're not having sex, your um, your chances of 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 experiencing some type of heart disease will increase. Mm. Why? Because you're not exercising all the muscles. Mm. You're not getting that blood flow. Mm. Okay, so that's just one part. Um, People who don't have sex have a tendency to be more stressed out, especially women. More depressed? Excuse me? More depressed? More depressed, more stressed out, more fatigued, more anxiety. I mean, when sex increases your endorphins and oxytocin, so... When all these endorphins are kicking in, you're feeling good about yourself. You're walking around. You're a little taller. You're feeling kind of sexy. Your body is in happy land. You just had an amazing climax, an orgasm, and you want it again. And if you're not having sex, those endorphins and the uh, uh, oxytocin is, isn't going to kick in. Um, people who don't have sex have, have a tendency to get sicker more often. Hmm. Well, I think one of the things that you're saying on there you know that age group that doesn't have sex as often i think it's a matter of prioritizing and making sure that you make time definitely and i understand especially around the holidays. around the holidays family obligations family coming in family 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 it's all these you know family that you'd maybe you don't want to spend time with but you're forced to or you know the traveling or the going back and forth or the presents and planning the the wrapping the decorating the the food everything i mean it it just it's definitely going to take a toll so you definitely want to get in there and i i'm let's let's you know we, we sometimes go back to this on the show but make the time to have the sex make the time for a quickie make the time for some fondling make some time for maybe some passionate kissing you, you just, you have to do something physical, something affectionate to just 
kind of let your partner, your significant other know, hey, I know we're busy, but I still want you. I still yearn for you. I still need you. I still am physically attracted to you. I still want to be in bed with you. I still want to make love to you. I still want to touch you. It's just time has gotten away from us. And one of us needs to say, hey, time out. We need to get back on on the same page. We need to reconnect. We need to be physical again before all these other people and things take priority and we lose ourselves because the longer you go without having sex the worse it's going to be maybe skip one of the cocktail parties one of the christmas cocktail parties you don't even like them anyway (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to go there anyway most people don't right you just you just are good some are good well yeah Yeah. or maybe maybe you uh you don't have to accept every single invitation right you don't have to stay there for the whole entire time either that too you know maybe you go you say face and then you slip out Mm. He doesn't slip out. She doesn't slip out. But you both slip out. (laughs) (laughs) You like how I use that all sexual slip out thing, right? God, I always go back to that. So, you know, this is this is just the early segment, and we have so many more segments, and we have an amazing show, and amazing second hour. Today's gonna be fun. Yeah, today's fun. Today's a fun show. We've got lots to talk about sexually, and we have. Uh, in our second hour uh, an amazing guest so uh, you know just uh, continue listening to us because we, we've got lots to share and uh, hopefully uh, you can give us a call at 760-544-TALK-8255 we're on Facebook Instagram and Twitter and we'd love to hear from you I'm going to ask questions today good I'd, right. love, I'd love that Getting you in the mood. Denitza After Dark. It's unapologetic sensual talk on iHub Radio. Exploring intimacy. Here's Dr. Denitza Borges on iHub Radio. So, uh, in this segment here, I, I, I know that we always take uh, calls and we're being get, we've been getting quite a few emails. We have, right? we have and I actually have. I, so, after last week's show... Um, I went over a lot of the emails and some of the texts and one particular email stuck out and and I'll I'll own it. Uh, it's a biased stick out because I, I also am curious about this. So um, it, it was a woman that uh, that wrote in and she she's a she likes she keeps journals mm-hmm. and her question was should she keep a sex journal and is and is this something that she should look back on, reflect on? How does she use that? Um, because she does keep a regular journal. Well, if if you're if the question is just a journal, um, you know, most journals are for venting. It's for putting your thoughts on paper. Um, most of the journal writing is to release some type of healing. I mean, to release some type of suffering so you can move towards the healing process. But if it's a sex journal, hmm, hmm that's a really darn good question because... Um, personally speaking, if I was writing a sex journal, I would be writing about how great my performance was that night or that day <laughs> or that morning or that afternoon. Well, most journals are about things that are bothering you, negative. Why? I, I, well, I mean, that's what I find. I've never kept a journal, but I find that most 
friends who keep a journal is just reaccounting of today, you know, it's, it's also, if I find that it's mostly negative, then maybe that's why I never wrote a journal. So you're well, saying... Well, why would you write write... I mean, I understand you want to unload, and, and a lot of people keep journals because they want to unload, or mm-hmm. they, you know, they don't want to vent out to the actual person, so they right. just write it down on paper. But if it's a sex journal, shouldn't you be talking about your great performance? And your maybe your new sexual exploits, or maybe you did buy that naughty thing, and you know maybe you did use the toy for the first time, maybe you did masturbate for the first time, and it felt amazing, and you can't share that with anybody because you're not feeling comfortable, but you can share it with your journal, and you were naughty, and it was great, and it was sexy, and voila. But do you reflect on it? That was our second. Well, if I think you reflect on it, if and only if the journal is written to promote you and it's affirming like affirmations like you did great this was wonderful this was new keep it up but if it's negative and Mm. it's like I didn't enjoy the I didn't enjoy the sex I didn't have an orgasm I didn't climax why would you want to go read that why would you want to go reread that because there's nothing you're going to gain from it but you are going to gain if you're rereading and you actually are so thorough and so organized and you said, okay, at this time I did this or maybe I took, you know, maybe I used this type of lubricant and you have the actual lubricant name and this is how long we lasted and this is how great it was and this is how I had sex on my period or this is how I masturbated or this is how I watched my husband or partner masturbate uh, and we used it as foreplay prior to um, actual our um, sexual engagement. If, if you're using it for that, just to kind of keep the juices flowing, yeah, mm. it's hot, it's sexy. If you're doing it to criticize your performance or anything negative, I would say burn the damn journal. <laughs> write it, then burn it. Yeah, write it, then burn it. There's nothing, you can vent it in the moment, but then it's your past and you don't need to bring it into your future. Hmm. Really? What would you do? Well, I don't know. I don't, I, I've never kept a journal. I mean, I... I can you do, and like you said, okay, keep it positive. So then you look back and, okay, so, you know, January 31st, it was amazing. So if you use that journal. But if you didn't write what was amazing. Exactly. So You need to write what was amazing. We, uh, you know, your partner did this to you. You did that to them. So if you keep a very detailed journal, can you use it kind of like as a study aid to make Is it getting published? <laughs> <laughs> You want this to be a tool. Right. I mean, I mean a, a tool for your sex How life many years <laughs> of this journal do you plan on writing these sex I don't journals? plan on writing any. <laughs> my point is, <laughs> can you use it as, okay, that day, you know, this, 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 and this happens. So if I do this, this, this again, did the same outcome happen? And if well, it does, then. You know, I don't want to be 90 years old with my sexual journal of like 10 years past, so I have 10 years in my hand and I'm rereading it of how great I was having sex like everywhere on the planet at the age of 20 with whoever come what may. And then I'm now 90 going, shit, I was good, but now look at me. I mean, I don't want to have those type of- So good, bad, indifferent, you're saying write it and let it go. Write it and let it go. Unless you're gonna be extremely detailed and then you're gonna actually use those details for you know, future uses. Hmm. Like, uh, or uh, I think you should write like a sexual. Uh, I don't know if you should keep a journal, but I would write a sexual bucket list. We write a bucket list for our lives. Why not have a sexual bucket list? Hmm. You know, these are the things that I want to get done in my 80, 90 years of living, and these are all the things I want to get done sexually. 
Oh, I like that. Right? Isn't that I kinda, like that's kind of cool. That is cool. cool. I, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we in, in one of our next segments in oh. regards to you know resolutions and you know during this time of year, women get journals all the time. You see them at Barnes and Noble, Home Goods. You know, 2020 journal, 2020 uh, appointment writing, 2020, 2020, everywhere. Mm. But we're not writing our bucket list, our sexual bucket list. Every woman should have a sexual bucket list. Damn right. So we should write like on our calendars when to have sex. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, not when to have sex and what you're going to be doing in that sexual act. Lord have mercy. <laughs> the turtleneck. It's the turtleneck. <laughs> no, I like the bucket list. It is. We'll talk more about that. All right. Excellent. your WTF into a big O-M-G. This is Denitza After Dark on iHub Radio. Here's Dr. Denitza Borges. So I just wanted to thank everyone, Alex, because, you know, when people take time out of their day to send an email or a text message or even call, uh, and, and in regards to our show, I, I'm extremely grateful. So I just want to thank our listeners and the audience out there for taking the time out of your evening, on, especially on a Saturday night when you're hustling and bustling, especially now during the holidays, and uh, listening to our show. So thank you so much, and, and know that we will try to answer every single email or text message. Well, sooner or later we do. It, it, it's, we try to implement them in, in our show, and mm-hmm. we're... You know, we're trying our best, so bear with us. And thank, again, thank you so much. We are extremely grateful here at iHub Radio. Yeah. So, um, do you know what foreplay is, Alex? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, what is your definition of foreplay? <laughs> Why? No. You don't have a definition? Or no, you don't want to share? <laughs> no, I'm not. You don't that. know what it is? <laughs> I do know. I'm, I'm not going to share. Okay. <laughs> You're not really helping, producer. Okay, but I'm just going to... We had agreed. <laughs> when are you going to start sharing these ahead of time with me? <laughs> I am. I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to get oh, you to God. learn a new word named foreplay. Can you say foreplay? Please go on to the next Oh, thing. my Lord. I didn't tell you to say, like, doggy style or masturbation. It's just foreplay. Like, before the event, foreplay. Okay, so... Thank you, Alex, for participating. <laughs> okay, so um, there's been some recent studies that happened <clears throat> about a week, well, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. where a group took uh, about 300 college students, and not happy-go-lucky college students, but college students who were seeking mental help, uh, mental health uh, support at their college campus. Okay. And they did a three-week study, and they wanted to see how gratitude fell into foreplay. Oh, and I like you know, that. 
Right, exactly. And gratitude is not just an emotional response. Gratitude is also a physical response. And they realize that it's, it's more than just physical. It's, it's, you're, you're kicking in some endorphins. You're, you're really making a niche. You're really killing it. And you know, to step out of your comfort zone and say, I'm, I'm going to do something else for someone else. I'm going to tell somebody else I'm really grateful for what you're doing. And they realize within this 12-week study that people who wrote a gratitude letter to uh, a friend or a colleague, they... They, they felt better about themselves and they felt much more happier and much more positive. And they realized that these endorphins and serotonins were much more than just physical. It acted on them emotionally. So what ended up happening in this study in regards to gratitude was this. <clears throat> there was three major components and these components were, we're going to get these kids to write letters and we're going to see how that increases in their sex life. And they found that these students that were suffering from whether it be depression, anxiety, um, isolation on a college campus, you know, just being stressed and overwhelmed, once they started writing these gratitude letters, mm-hmm. they saw their sex life increase with their partners. Because just it, general gratitude? Just general gratitude because it's a emotional response as well. When you are doing something nice for another person, you feel good about self. That's why, again, here, during the Christmas holidays, let's say Christmas, for example. Right. I mean, it's great to receive a gift. That's super nice. But I think, and I can only speak for myself, when I go out and buy that gift for my significant other, that, that is wonderful for me. I took the time to go out and pick something for this individual and... That, that individual is special for me. I took the time and, and, and thought about what that individual was going to like. And that's <clears throat> gratitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, the opening of the gift is great, and you say thank you and big hug and kisses. But when you are actually doing it, mm-hmm. and you're in the giving, mm-hmm. that says a lot. I've so, always thought that giving is very selfish. That giving is very selfish? Yeah. It is very selfish. I've, I've always thought that, mm-hmm. and, and I'm okay with it, but... It's, it's the one time that I feel okay being selfish. Right. I, yeah. I totally agree. So they, they did, <clears throat> they, were, they used some of these tools. So after the study, they said, okay, how can we incorporate this gratitude into foreplay? And what they found was people who were having sex and thought they were entitled to have sex with their significant other, like, yeah, I'm going to have sex, and yeah, she or he better give it to me, and and it was all very narcissistic. It, it it became a very dangerous relationship, and usually those relationships have a tendency to either one if their new fizzle out, or two to die off, because nobody wants to be in a relationship where you feel entitled or obligated to be with that individual, because then you yeah. lose. You, it, it's not romantic, it's not sexual, it's not pleasurable anymore. It's demanding. It's obligation. And mm-hmm. no one wants to feel obligated. But if you're doing it and you're like, gosh, you know, he or she gave me that orgasm. Mm-hmm. He or she touched me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he did this for me to pleasure me. That's very gracious. And so it's kind of like a taking um, a, a switch on, a, a, on your perception. It's not just in the getting, it's in the giving. Right, because if you're 
if you're grateful for getting, then you feel more inclined to give. Right. And then the person who, that you're giving it to then is grateful for the gift. And it's just like it's, it's, a, it's a cyclical Right. It, it becomes yeah. a never-ending circle. Yeah. And it's great. And it's very positive. Yeah. And so <clears throat> some of the tools that they said that they really wanted to implement was maybe you write a gratitude letter to your significant other and say, oh my God, babe, that was really amazing last night and thank you for that amazing orgasm that lasted longer than 5.4 minutes. That was <laughs> wonderful, babe. Thank you. Thank you for like... That would be an amazing Christmas gift. Right. Thank you for getting me off and it. not just letting me lay there after you came. You know, just... The 30 second one? <clears throat> yeah, the 33 seconds, you know, pulling in and out. That is a record for a quickie. Wow. <laughs> I think that's even faster than a quickie. But um, so, so that was one part. And then, you know, maybe, you know, just walking by them and, and, and now you've written it down. So it's a visual. Mm-hmm. But what if it's verbal? So you turn around and you say, um, you know, babe, thank you so much for doing this for me. And it doesn't always have to be sexual. It could be thank you for taking out the trash. Thank you. Because now you're acknowledging their, their good deeds, their well-being. Right. Thank you for taking the time to go buy me flowers. Thank you. The t- thank you for the for making me dinner or buying that favorite ball of wine that I like so much. Thank you so much. And I think what happens is we forget to thank the people we love because it becomes habitual, or we get so in, inundated with life mm-hmm. that when somebody's doing that kind gesture, that we we appreciate Take it, it for granted. Yeah, kind of. It's and like, you're saying that this spills over into your sex life. Definitely. So maybe yeah. we need to take a step back and say, it's not what we don't have, it, but it's what we have hmm. with that individual or the people in our lives. And saying, you know, this is really a good feeling. This is amazing. This is what I love. This is, this is what you're doing for me. And this is what I'm giving back to you. And when that circle of graciousness and gratitude keeps, keeps entwined, mm-hmm. then you're connected and when you're connected both physically and emotionally, your relationship is going to be extremely strong hmm. and very sensual. So back to the foreplay, Alex, is that <laughs> there that the study said you could use gratitude as another tool in your sexual you know, little handbag hmm. that can, you know, that, that can spice up. So what do you do? You sit there and look at each other and you say, OK, I'm going to I'm just going to sit here and thank you for. 10 things you did this past month. That'd be hot as you're taking off your clothes. (laughs) Thank you for bringing me an In-N-Out burger. You take off your earring. (laughs) Thank you for giving me that amazing bottle of wine. You take off your shirt. Hot, right? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I mean, mean, you have to put some humor in it. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I can see that. I can see. Okay. So, what if your significant other knows, like you freaking love something like like an In and Out burger or French fries or a certain bottle of wine, and they bring it to you, like, okay, baby, I know where this is going, right? <laughs> Pay attention. Pay, Pay attention to what your partner likes, right? And then keep, you know, keep bringing it back and and reinforcing it and. If he or she is saying thank you and they're acknowledging and they're paying attention. Bring more french fries. Right. <laughs> In and now double double animal style. What's not to love? <laughs> oh my God. Right? How can you not think that's sexy? I'm sorry, I'm plugging in and out right now, but (laughs) well, remember In and Out Urge? I mean, right? It just it kinda just goes with everything. Well. Sex goes with everything. According to you it does, yes. 
According to sex Sarah. matches with everything. Sex goes with everything. It's it's just one big happy sexual party. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of parties. Speaking of parties, you know, um, we've got a, a, a in our next segment. Uh, actually, in our next hour, next we hour, have a, yes. we have a, a, an amazing guest coming on, and she's going to be telling us about a local party that's going to be happening, I believe, on January 11th, and it's a big event here in in Palm Springs. And I, I had no idea. We may this have, is what I love about the show. I mean, it's opening up a whole new world. I have no idea about this. Well, you were living All in right. Oz, <laughs> lollipop kid. <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> yellow brick road. I'll just follow the yellow brick road. There's no place like home, um, Dorothy. Dorothy was in virgin land. <laughs> oh, really? Are you serious? <laughs> so now we're opening up big, big avenues, and there's an event coming on. Um, in, in, it's in January. I believe it's on the 11th. It's here in Palm Springs. And with our guests in our next hour, we will be getting all kinds of information, and she'll be describing her lifestyle and the community. And I think she's just a... a a walking piece of knowledge for our listeners and uh, anything that is new and sexually introduced on our show is really important because it impacts the community and I think we just have to make ourselves very aware of up and coming things that are happening sexually um, not just trending but is somewhat of a movement and it opens up our eyes to bring people in and, and just kind of make things well, happen. I, I like I like that our guest last week considered it a bucket list right and again we're back to that bucket list yeah. like we uh, we can learn from our uh young 20 year olds i yeah. mean i think i learned a lot i walked out with a whole new sense of uh being open-minded and mm-hmm. mindfulness and mm-hmm. just getting us out there and saying okay this is really important and for them to have a bucket list would they say they had a plan they had a plan yeah i don't i don't remember having a sexual plan at the age of 29 no no I don't. but i'll take that and run with it all day long yeah because that's important is it too late to make a plan do you have a plan i do i you know i'm starting to think i need to get one because i think we all do yeah we should all have a sexual plan i think so i think i need i need to get like i need to start making a to-do list a sexual to-do list yeah not a cleaning out like and Clean reorganizing, <laughs> reorganizing your closet and your turtlenecks list. You know? Really, it's about it's about having a sexual to do list and and, and moving so. forward and getting getting the and, and you know just checking them off and saying hey and then okay and then you, you put that in a journal and then yourself? you put it in a journal and say ha ah, baby I got that done. Yeah, but do you do the list with your partner or on your own or do you do separate lists? I think you do one for yourself and then you do one together. Mm. How fun would that be to do uh, a sexual bucket list together, and then, also, uh, and then also, you know, be your own individual and have one of your own. And then when you hit, when you check off one of those boxes, you're grateful for. <laughs> yeah, I'm extremely grateful for that bucket list. <laughs> and then you write that in the journal with a thumbs up, right? <laughs> Instead of uh, tapping an emoji, you just write in a thumbs up and go, yeah, "That's what I'm talking about." <laughs> okay. Giving yourself your own kudos. Why not? Why not? Definitely. Getting your erotic on. Frank conversation that is 100% sex positive with Dr. Denitza Borges. She has no hangups, so feel free to jump in and get frisky. Call 760-544-8255. 
That's 760-544-TALK. It's your kind of party line on iHub Radio's Denitza After Dark. You can also text the show, 760-699-0202. That's 760-699-0202 for texting. Now, here's Denitza. Nice to have all of you here with me this evening. I know that uh, Alex and I are here having a really, really good time. And we're with the ex- hot cocoa. The hot cocoa did it. The hot cocoa did it. Is that what it is? You're or welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I could say something very sexual about this hot cocoa thing, but I won't. I'm trying oh, to that'd be, be a first. <laughs> I'm trying to be very PG, right? Really? When? when I know. When? Why? 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 I know exactly. I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, so, no, you're not. So, you know, we were talking about that bucket list. Yes. Okay. So tell me about what you would put on your bucket list, your sexual bucket list. Oh, my God. What if I said we don't come to me? <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. Um, I twisted your arm so ruthlessly. <laughs> well, yes. I, okay, I'm comfortable sharing this. Okay, so bucket lists, probably we're more, more, more like... Uh, what do you call those things? Well, see, I don't even know what they're called. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> negligees. You're going to wear more negligees. Yes, there you go. Wow. <laughs> I told my, you not to come still to my me. heart. <laughs> what about doing something a little bit more different, like, um, <sighs> like having sex out in the open? No. Going to bed butt naked. Having sex on your terrace. No, I don't do public. Okay, how about how about having sex on the beach? Messy. There's a reason Messy. why. I mean, we already discussed this. Well, there's a reason why there's a drink <laughs> called sex on the beach. It's because it's really happened, Alex. Okay, so Dr. Borges, <laughs> mm-hmm. do you recommend this? You're asking these Do I questions? recommend having sex on the beach? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do recommend having sex why? on the beach. Because it's hot. You on a spot. It's hot. It's sexy. It's hot. It's sexy. I think everybody, every woman, once in their lifetime, should have it. Really? Yes. Really? I didn't stutter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sex on the beach should be a very. It should be like on that bucket list. It should. Okay, give me what should be on that bucket list. Sex on the beach. Um, sex outside. Anywhere. Sex in a plane. I don't have never had sex in a plane, but I'm just saying, I think that's hot. I'm okay if it was private. You already discussed this. If it's a private plane, but I'm that's, good. That's, okay, but that's not on the naughty list. That's not naughty. But why does it have to be Why naughty? does it have to be always so private? Why does it have to be behind <laughs> closed doors? <laughs> because it's sex. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> okay, what uh, else? <laughs> um, You should be open-minded to... Okay, we're not, I just want to find that we're not endorsing this. We're just saying that, you know, it would be fun. My producer is not endorsing this and it would be fun. (laughs) We don't want to endorse. We're not endorsing anything. No. 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 We're just putting things on a bucket list that you could take. Could or could not. It's up to you. Yeah, it's completely up to you. Okay. I I think you should be open-minded to different lifestyles. Okay. Look at what our 20-year-olds said last week. Our 20-year-olds said they would be inclined to do swinging at the age of what, 40, 45, 50? I think they they said they started at 45 or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. But that is now on their list because by that time they're going to be married 
The long, there, Johnny Longstroke said he would be married <laughs> 35 years. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to need a different <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> so I'm like, really? okay, that, that's a really good, that's a really good bucket list thing, you know, to, to perhaps go not necessarily participate, but look at or study, <laughs> study <laughs> like a freaking notebook study. Wow. Okay. I suggest I'm you trying. go to an I'm event, trying. you ask questions. <laughs> there you go. You, I go you, to an event, ask questions. You know, you Google, you Google different lifestyles. You Okay, for instance, do you think, okay, let's just put it out there. All right. You know, there's a lot of women who are married to men, but they go out with their girlfriends, and all of a sudden, they're kissing on a girl or kissing on one of their friends. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're just experimenting. It's a different lifestyle change. Does it They're mean- married? A lot of them are. Yeah. That's cheating. They're kissing. They've known the girl forever. They've probably known the girl longer than they've known their husband. Yeah, that's cheating. You think that's cheating? Yes. Hmm. Okay. I guess. But what if what if what if the husband wouldn't have a problem with it? Well, that's different. Does he need to tell you? If he has a problem with it or not? Right. I think so. Don't you think that? I mean. Okay. I, I get a How lot of men different? in my practice who come in and go, that's hot. Two women kissing, okay, that's hot. Okay, Dr. Borges, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Oh, God, please. <laughs> so you're saying, like, a husband, what if it's a wife? What if it's, what if it's you know, not a, a straight couple, if it's mm-hmm. two women, and then all of a sudden the one of the women has a friend and starts kissing on her? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do they know? I mean, do they know each other? Well, obviously they're friends. Okay, so you're saying, for instance, if... I'm with my partner. The same exact scenario okay. as this heterosexual couple. But if my partner likes it? I don't know if she likes it Okay, if not. she <laughs> likes it, then I'm assuming she's going to be like, holy cow, that's freaking hot. If she doesn't like it, then holy cow, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I mean, it's one or the other. <laughs> Did I touch base with her? Did I ask her? I don't know. I probably, that's not a, I probably need to ask before I do. Okay. But if she thinks it's hot or she's even made an inclination about, you know, this would, this would be pretty good. This mm. would be amazing. Then there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Right? So as long as... as it's long called as communication. It, as long as you communicate. Okay. Right. Right? I mean, it, isn't that what sex should be all about anyway? You should be very... I mean, I mean, come on. People go to Burning Man. There is a tent at Burning Man. It's like the orgy tent. It's amazing. You have to be in a coupled relationship to walk in there. Okay. So any if you know your spouse is going to Burning Man and he's going with the couple of guys or maybe friends he has the potential of walking into the orgy tent and saying he's in a relationship with the person he's walking in with and it's a free-for-all so if you and that's a good thing for him it is or <laughs> for whoever walked in it is wouldn't it be a good thing <laughs> there's a bouncer at the door that says mm, no dude you can't get in you're running solo hmm so you have to go in as a couple. But what if you take a friend with you and your wife knows or your husband knows and all of a sudden you walk in there? They are going to know this is happening. Well, as long as you communicate, it's not cheating. Oh, you and that word cheating. It's not cheating if the if the person knows. It's, it's, I just said that. I just said that. As long as the partner knows and agrees to it, then it's... Are you going to have him sign a contract? Yes. Oh, you know me in contracts. You know me in contracts. Everything has to be written and agreed to upon. And oh, my God. In We're not in New York. In Tripoli. We're in California. We do things differently here in California. <laughs> Great. My producer just got 
hand bumped by a guest. Oh, I forgot to do the... I don't well, whatever. I'm looking forward to the next. One. Oh, I'm amazed. Uh, it, next hour is going to be amazing. It, I'm. I like to welcome like Miss Hanky Panky, and she is amazing. And we're going to get a ton of knowledge, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to learn so much. So thank you, thank you so much. 